Aloha! Welcome to the Haleo Nakaula podcast. We are based upcountry on the stunning island of Maui. If you have any questions or want to know more about us, you can always check us out at hokmaui.com. We would love to connect with you on social media throughout the week on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Today, our pastor, Daniel Oliveira, dives into what it means to be a Christian. When we refer to ourselves as Christians, we should think of ourselves as anointed ones, being sent on a mission to love one another. We receive God's love for us through Christ and reflect that love to those around us. Good morning. So good to be here. So good to see you guys again. And to be honest with you, I have so much that I wanted to talk about that we don't have enough time. So let's see what's going to happen. Okay. Well, I bless this for us. I think that we started praying and blessing this service with an anointing. Right. And it, it's kind of important to understand the concept of anointing. You know, when we, we talk about us Christians, what, the, what it, does it mean to be a Christian? And for you to understand the word Christian, you have to go back to the Old Testament and the concept of a Messiah. A Messiah is the anointed one. So when they were expecting and praying and looking for the Messiah, they were expecting and looking for someone that would be anointed. Does it make sense? So Jesus Christ means Jesus, the anointed one. Jesus, the Messiah. So Christ means anointed one. So when we say we refer to ourselves as Christians, we should be thinking of ourselves as anointed ones. And when you anoint someone, you just don't anoint somebody for whatever. You anoint someone with a mission, with a destiny. You anoint a king, you anoint a priest, you anoint a prophet. So when they were looking for a Messiah, they were looking for the three of these things, a king, a prophet, and a priest. So when that messianic expectation of all the, the messianic prophecies of the Old Testament came to a conclusion with Christ, Christianity began. And Christianity should be the continuation of the anointing. Not a new religion, not a select group, but the disciples of Christ following the same anointing and the same destiny, the same mission. So is this making sense? So when you think about yourself as a Christian, you need to go back how this whole thing started. You have to connect yourself with the coming of the Lord 
the Son of God, the firstborn of God, to be the Messiah, to be the anointed one. Is this something that, to think about? <laughs> I think so. I think that this is very important for us to think about because, you know, I, I always think about that. You know, everybody's praying for the coming of the Lord, right? The second coming of the Lord. And I don't know about you, but I, sometimes that looks scary to me. Does it make sense? I mean, the first time he said, what have you done to my, my father's house? Right? And he's like turning the tables. And I'm going like, what if he comes now and sees the church the way it is? What do you think he's going to do? <laughs> and so like, am I continuing in the same anointing, the same mission that he came here to do? Or am I doing something different? Isaiah 61, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Because the Lord has anointed me. Anointing. The Hebrew word is the same root for the anointed one or to anoint. It's the same verb, the same root word. Right? So, because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news. The gospel means good news. I was anointed to bring the good news. Are you putting yourself like that? If I am a Christian, I'm supposed to be anointed to bring good news. He has sent me to bind the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to captives and freedom to prisoners, to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, What does it mean to be the anointed one? Why are you anointed? <laughs> he read this in a synagogue, and he said, today this scripture has been fulfilled. Because I am here. I am Christ. I am the anointed one. And this prophecy was speaking of me, and I'm here. So, instead of doing my whole 2,000 years of church history this morning, let's just do a little thing about what does it mean to be a Christian? What does it mean to be anointed? Have you received salvation? Have you received the Lord Jesus Christ in your heart? Yes. But that's not the end of, in itself. You have now to continue the same mission. Let's go to John 1. I hope this really bless you this morning. Lord, we, we, we want to be changed. You know, and there is no way not to be changed when you're loved. So in all of this, we need to receive, you know, the good news that Jesus, the anointed one, the Messiah brought was, I'm here because... The Father loves you. John 1, 12. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right 
to become children of God, even to those who believe in his name. The good news is that you, you have an open door to become a son of God. Romans 8 talks about the firstborn among many. But he came to reveal what? The love of the Father, John 3, 16. We should all be able to quote that together. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Don't you love this verse? But now read the next one. For God did not send his son, he did not send his anointed one, he did not send the Messiah into the world to judge the world, but that the world might be saved through him. I think that this is very important. Because if we're going to continue in the same anointing, we are not here to judge. We are here to save. We're here to love. And a lot of people have a, a hard time with Christianity because a lot of times Christianity has become a little judgmental. Right? And it's almost like you are a select group and you are like a little above average human being. And that's not true. And if it, even if it were the truth, if we're going to follow the Lord's example, we're going to see what he did. Okay? That's uh, John 17, 22, 23. The glory which you have given me I have given to them. Okay? The glory, you can almost play with the words here and say, the anointing that you gave me, I'm giving to them. That they may be one, just as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may be perfected in unity, so that the world may know that you sent me and love them, even as you have loved me. Do you see the progression here? Christ came, and then he became a rabbi. He got a group of followers, of disciples, and then he left. He was crucified, he was resurrected, and he said, you stay in Jerusalem until you receive the anointing, the power, of the Holy Spirit, and then you're going to go out and be witnesses. You're going to continue my mission. I love this. I love this because you, you need to wake up in the morning and say, I'm a Christian. I am anointed. I have a mission. I have a destiny. I have to continue the work of my Savior. I have to become 
a channel of God's love. I have to bring the good news. <laughs> Isaiah 61, go find somebody that's brokenhearted. <laughs> find somebody that's captive and set them free. Find someone, someone that needs a healing and bring them back. Say, you're free. What, what was the expectation of the Messiah? It's like Yeshua, right? Jesus means salvation, deliverance. He was not anointed just be, to be something special, just like we are not Christians to become just something special. You become a channel. Let's go, Philippians 1, 6. I love this. Don't you love the Word of God? For I am confident, Philippians 1, 6, for I am confident on this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. A good work has begun in you because of this anointing. And it, that anointing will take over. Will take over. And you're going to keep changing. And you're going to keep changing. And you're going to keep changing until the Lord comes. Right? Chapter 2, verse 5. Awesome. You received the anointing. The good work began. Right? Now, let's see what you have to do. Have this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, although he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped. This was so clear to me when I took this class on evangelism. It's weird because a lot of times, you know, people would go... And that changed over the years, you know. But they were trying to make people become what they were. And then you read what Christ did. He amped himself. He became like us to become an evangelist. He is the example of an evangelism. He accepts you where you are. And he becomes like you. So he can draw you into the Father, into sonship, into adoption, into a change of life. Do you see the difference? No, I am a Christian. I cannot relate to this kind of people. Well, no, 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 no. Let's read this. I think, let me see if I get this, got this right. Have this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, although he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped. But he emptied himself, taking the form of a bond servant and being made in the likeness of man, being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. For this reason also God highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name. Paul wrote 
be imitators of Christ. Let's do what Christ did. Where did I stop? Above every name, verse 9. Now, verse 10. So that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth. Who is under the earth? That's for another day. And that every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord to the glory of God the Father. So then, my beloved, just as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who is at work in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. You guys getting this? You, you are saved, but you keep working your salvation. You keep manifesting that new nature. You put to the cross the old nature, and you keep submitting yourself, humbling yourself, emptying yourself, so that you can receive more of him. I don't know about you, but I know, and look at me, I say, sometimes I have a little temper, right? And I, I uh, that does not reflect the Lord. I still need to keep working my salvation with fear and trembling. I'm still looking for, like, I, I need more of this. Okay, let's keep going. Chapter 3, 3, 8. More than that, I count all things to be lost in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and count them but rubbish, so that I may gain Christ, and may be found in him not having a righteousness of my own, derived from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which comes from God on the basis of faith. Do you see this? We receive something, that anointing, and that anointing continues to work in us, and then it works through us and out of us. I have another one here, Colossians. Are you guys doing okay? Colossians 1, 9. For this reason also, since the day we heard of it, we have not ceased to pray for you and to ask you that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. That's what I need. That's what I'm praying for myself, and I'm praying for all of us. We need all spiritual wisdom and understanding so that you will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord. If I'm going to be a Christian, if I'm going to carry that anointing, that mission, I need to walk in a manner worthy of having received that. Right? 
to please Him in all respects, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all power according to His glorious might for attaining of all steadfastness and patience. Amen. So we understand a little better now what Christ means, Jesus Christ, right? Yeshua HaMashiach, the anointed one that brings salvation, right? And now we know that we are here because we are Christians. So that should mean I am anointed, I, I received the Holy Spirit, I received the gospel, the good news, and I am carrying on the mission. So I bless that for us. Lord, we want to, what is it, that we want to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, worthy of the anointing of the salvation that we have received. Let's go to Matthew 22, verse 37. And he said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the great and foremost commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Verse 40, on these two commandments, Depend the whole law and the prophets. I love this because I am, I need simple things to understand. And I love that Christ, he said, you know what, why I'm here? I'm here because I love the Father. You know, and I did not come to do my own will, but to do his will. I delight in doing his will. Because I love him. And because you are his creation, I love you. And I hate the fact that you are oppressed, that you are under bondage, that you are under, you know, limitations in your physical, in your souls and minds and spirits. So I came here to set you free. I was anointed to bring salvation, to bring the good news. And he's saying, you know what? You want to know what, what you should be worried about? If you do these two things, you cover all bases. You love your, the Lord your God with all you got. And then you love your neighbor. That's what I'm doing. I came here to do these two things. That, that's a good one, right? You know, sometimes you, you wake up, Lord, what do you want me to do today? Right? What is your will? Thy will be done. It's simple. Why don't you start right there? You start with the little things, the simple things, the simple steps. No, but I want to, I want to, we, we, we need to, Yes, we will get there. 
keep working our salvation with fear and trembling. And those things are going to be added unto you, right? Seek first the kingdom. Matthew 7. So instead of starting with the beginning of the church, let's go before the church, right? What did Christ come to do? And what are we supposed to be doing now? Maybe we will not be able to fix everything that happened in between. <laughs> and God will have to help us and forgive us and cast everything in the seal of forgetfulness. But we, we need to connect with his heart and his love. First of all, Matthew 7, 1, do not judge so that you will not be judged. For in the way that you judge, you will be judged. And by your standard of measure, it will be measured to you. We read in John 3, 17, that he did not come to judge, but to save. So that's one thing we want to do, Lord, help us not to judge. Let, help us to bring the good news of the gospel because you have anointed us and you have given the, the ministry that you gave to your son that we continue being that. I bless that in our, all of our relationships. A lot of times, it's easy. You see somebody, a homeless person in, on the street, and you go, why? That happened to me once, more than once, right? And I, we should go like, Lord, bless that person. Set that person free. You don't know what spirits what circumstances, what history, you know, happened that that person in that situation. And instead of judging, we should be the ones praying for them. <laughs> Having a love and a compassion, like the Lord, he was moved by compassion. He would see the sick and like, I'm gonna heal that person. He would see the multitudes hungry and he would feed them. Second Corinthians 5. Thirteen. For if we are beside ourselves, if I look like a crazy person, this is what Paul is saying here. Do you think I'm crazy? <laughs> Yes, if I'm crazy like this, it is because of the Lord. It is for God. If we are of sound mind, it is for you. If I am trying to behave my day-to-day -day life, it's just so you don't get scared. <laughs> but I am, I am driven. Paul is saying, I am driven to continue to preach, to spread, to bless all these churches. Because of, I was saved. 
Don't forget this, right? Paul was persecuting Christians. And then the Lord appeared to him and changed his life like 180 degrees. And he became this maniac. Because he was driven to continue the anointing, continue the mission. For the love of Christ controls us. Having concluded this, that one died for all, therefore all died. And he died for all so that they who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who died and rose again on their behalf. Therefore, from now on, we recognize no one according to the flesh, even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him in this way no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. The old things passed away. Behold, new things have come. I want that. I want that for me. But at the same time, I, I need, I must want and create that same thing for everybody. Does it make sense? So that means if I want people to relate to me without my past, without the old things, I need to also be willing to relate to everybody, not after the flesh, not after what I have known about them. That's to be a Christian. <laughs> now all these things are from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Right? Paul is saying, I received the same anointing to reconcile you to the Father, to God. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ as though God were making an appeal through us. We beg you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. Now that's a mission. And that's what I want us to be blessed with this morning. Lord, you gave us this ministry of reconciliation, but we need your grace to adjust our vision, to adjust our hearts, to adjust our ears, so that we will not see with our eyes, but we will see with your eyes. We're not going to hear with our own ears, but we're going to hear with your ears. We're not going to react with our own heart of stone, but we're going to react with your heart of love and compassion for all of those around us. I bless that. You know, there's a great concern about everything that's going on in our country and in the world. And it seems like everybody's taking sides. I don't want to take sides. 
If I'm going to take one side, I'm going to take God's side. You know, I'm not going to take a side of this thing or the other thing, this, you know, party or this denomination or whatever. Let's go back and let's take the anointed side <laughs> and carry on the mission. You know, even the Lord's Prayer, and I know it's going too long already. He said, forgive us as we have already forgiven. So even the way that we approach the Father with any need has to come with the heart of having exercised already what you came to do. Amen. We bless this for us. We bless this this morning. And we, we ask the Lord, the Holy Spirit, to continue speaking to us through this week. You know, that the power of the Lord and, you know, the work of the Holy Spirit in us help us to keep working this salvation with fear and trembling. Okay? Love you guys. Let's stand up. Mahalo for listening to this message. If you are led to leave a rating and review, please feel free to do so. May God bless you.